Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We are happy to announce that we finally have merchandise for you to get a hold of. Go to www.buyjack.com CEP and take a look at the tees, hoodies, mugs, and koozies for Raised on the Radio and the rest of the CEP network and get you some swag. In this episode, we talk about people still refusing to wear masks in restaurants, and we go down a deep rabbit hole of bands who have done cover songs and what bands held number ones on the charts in the 2000s. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into the episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show, I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair, sipping coffee in Zoom land as usual. And let me ask you something. This is Uh-oh. Sunday, and it's maybe the crappiest Sunday of the year because it's where we move forward an hour. Does that normally affect you, or does it not no. really affect you much at all? It doesn't? No. Okay, I say normally, but this is the first one you've had where you've got a kid, too. So does that throw a... Does that throw a mic, that Does that... What am I trying to say? Can that... Is that thrown into the mix? I, I don't know. Jeez, I don't know. I can't uh, talk. No, it doesn't. Uh, having a kid, I think, better prepared me for it. Well, my, it was funny. My wife texted me that last night because she was working. She goes, ah, oh, shit, it's daylight savings. We lose an hour. And I go, so what? She goes, so what? We lose an hour. I go, if any two people on this earth have are more prepared than you and I, let me know <laughs> for losing an hour of fucking sleep. <laughs> so I think, it, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it's, it, I, well, it's gloomy. And I did notice, cause you know, you got a, your phone, everyone's phone. Do you have anyone that still uses the excuse of, Oh, my phone didn't update the time during daylight savings or anything like that? I don't think so, but I still get nervous that mine's not going to. Oh, for fuck's sake. It'll, it'll do it. Trust <laughs> me. It's, it's a, it's a trustworthy technology when it comes to this. So anyway, but I remember I woke up and it was dark and I looked at my phone. I go, well, shit, it's six 30. But I was up, you know, I was up at like quarter to six and I just kind of got on my phone and was reading emails and stuff. And so I got up and, you know, you know, got you got to change the stove clock. You got to change the microwave. You got to do all that shit. And I just remember looking at the clock and looking outside. I go, I think it's supposed to be, oh, it's daylight savings. There you go. And that was the end of it for me. Yeah. That's how we move on. It's time to start brewing the coffee and start your day. So no big deal. But yeah, you know, what's funny. Let me ask you this. Do you buy, and and this, trust me, I'm not taking this to a place where you think I am, but (laughs) happy St. Paddy's Day weekend, by the way. As you know, this is my Christmas. Yes. Uh, Took took the boy out yesterday to a little spot. There was a band playing. Pretty busy, actually. Nice. Pretty busy, actually. Uh, But I think we're, I think everyone's, it's time to move on. But within consideration of the rules, 
So let me ask you this. Do you, do you buy into, and again, I'm not taking this to where you think I'm going to, do you buy into stereotypes? As you got to give me more. Any, and that. it could be, it could be any stereotype. Forget about, and, and most times when you say stereotypes, people think just racial. Don't, don't even look at it that way. Just, it could be job stereotypes. It could be stereotypes of like someone plays a specific sport. Someone wears a specific type of clothing, like affliction. There are stereotypes, right? Yes. Do you do buy into those? Be honest. It's okay if you do. It's okay if you don't. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about one. Okay. Man. Yeah. I I guess that really just depends on the stereotype. I guess it's hard not to. Yeah. It's hard not to, even if you do it silently in your own brain. And that's not me trying to just bypass the conversation and not have to say anything. That's just literally, it it depends on what the situation is, what the stereotype is. No, I I get it. So here's the reason I ask. So again, I'm at this place. Yeah. It's an Irish place. It's a, it's an Irish pub yesterday with my, with my son and, Good day. Like I said, a band's playing. The food's good. Everything's great. And then this group of four walk in. Now, keep in mind, they want you to wear a mask when you come into this place, right? This group of four walks in up to the hostess stand. None of them have masks. So the host politely says, hey, do you guys mind putting on your masks? One of the females, so it's it's like two couples essentially. So one of the females immediately flips up a mask. The other three, not so much. Kind of takes them a minute and they're very passive aggressively sort of, I guess I will, but just know that I don't like it type thing, right? Okay. One guy doesn't do it at all. And the host starts walking them to their table. He doesn't put it on at all. And I he walks right by me and I'm eyeing this guy down like I... I hate everything about this guy. I don't know him. He could have just saved a bunch of kids from a burning building. I still hate his fucking guts, right? Because look, man, just put on the mask. Just follow the fucking rules, right? Yeah. Until you don't have to anymore. Just follow the fucking rules. So I, he's walking by me and I look at, I have conversations with, with an eight month old. Like he understands me and can speak back to me. And I go, see that fucking guy. Don't ever be that guy, right? That's what I say to my kid. I say it out loud, hoping the guy hears me, but he doesn't. But anyway, the guy's walking by me. I'm like, I hate everything about this guy. And as his as he gets by me and I can see his back, he's wearing a Shady Jack's Saloon hoodie. Okay. Do you know what Shady Jack's is? No, but it sounds horrible. <laughs> Shady Jack's is a biker bar on the north side of downtown, like okay. North St. Louis. Like we're talking rough area. Okay. It's a biker bar. It's been there forever. If you ever drive down, well, this is especially for you because you, you're not familiar with the area. But if you're ever going down uh, Highway 70 going east towards, say, at the Edward Jones Dome or the riverfront, okay, it'll be on your left-hand side. It's tucked away. I mean, it looks like a shit kicker bar. Gotcha. Right? Uh-huh. You just, bad news. Go So- I look up at that and I go, oh, shocking. A wannabe biker. He may be a biker, but we'll just call him a wannabe. A wannabe biker doesn't want to wear a mask. I'm color me shocked. I can't believe that. So you think the so whole the stereotype the, the, of the, bikers the, don't want to wear masks popped into my head. That's why I'm asking. Okay. Well, I was I, the first thing that word that popped in my head was rebel, I guess. Like that's the Oh fuck off. That's the stereotype. That's the stereotype though, right? Like rebel against all rules i guess that's what a biker is is that what you're saying i I guess i mean let's look at uh sturgis 
<laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was that well that was like for us that was the first wasn't that the first major article that we seen when after COVID hit of like people just gathering in masses and not giving a flying fuck? I think so. It was a biker. See, again, I try to tread lightly on these things because I have friends that do ride and, and you know, I don't want to offend them. Right. But again, that stereotype just, uh, yeah, sure. I guess they're rebels. Do, do, if you're a biker today, do you really think that anymore? Or like, you, are you really, are you really like a, an outcast to society if you ride a motorcycle anymore? I think it's kind of, kind of a thing, right? Um, yeah, I'm sure it's, tr- they are trying to keep that alive i guess they want that stigma to be real uh-huh. okay yeah well put on a fucking mask i don't care about you <laughs> and your fucking rebellion it's so I, it if, was just it if, was what if okay so like a lot of bikers wear just like the bandana around their face right well that's why i called this guy a wannabe because he definitely wasn't riding he was wearing jeans and tennis shoes i don't know many guys that wear jeans and tennis shoes when they ride unless they're riding like a different kind of bike. But cause shady jacks, there, there are no Kawasaki's there. Okay. <laughs> a, there are no, um, I don't even know. Is that a real thing? Kawasaki? I, it's a crotch rocket, I guess. Right. It, it, well, I was trying not to say that, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kawasaki. Okay. Those guys <laughs> might wear jeans and tennis shoes, but I, I don't think anyone going to shady jacks, so I think maybe he has friends and he got a hoodie, but either way, I don't like that guy. And again, just follow the rules. I was just curious, but I don't know how long it's been there, but I know it's been there a long time. I can remember it, you know, when I would, my parents would drive me downtown. I remember seeing it. And from what I hear, it's a rough place. I mean, it's in a rough area. Nothing's there anymore because it's just shit it's just it's like going to fucking beirut like it's just shit but i do remember they were one of the one of the businesses opposing the football stadium when the rams were still here when the rams wanted to build a new stadium Mm -hmm. on the riverfront there shady jacks would have been destroyed so they were opposing it big time um which still, anyway. So the is this a really small joint? I'm not, I've never I've never been in there. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Like, can this place not relocate? To I think they want the. the I, well, well, look again when we're talking about stereotypes here. I think they want to remain in that that area to sort of show that rebellion and that sort of that that grit that you're talking about. Like, hey, we're not leaving. We don't care how bad it gets here. This is our spot. Gotcha. We rule this. We run the street like that whole thing. Okay. They have a website. Shockingly. Yeah, it's 1432 North Broadway, which I don't know if you've been, if you've driven North on Broadway before, but I don't think so. If you do, if you do keep your <laughs> eyes open. Okay. <laughs> don't doze off. Uh, so Satan's burgers and dogs, badass sandwiches. Those are food items on the menu. Hmm. So that tells you what we're, uh, it actually looks, you know what? It looks, they see they have an Amazon shop. Jack has been a biker since the 1960s. After years at various jobs and a love for riding motorcycles, Jack decided to open Shady Jacks. 
Shitty Jacks opened in Villa Ridge, Missouri in 1996. God, it feels like it's been longer than that. Well, I guess that's still back to my childhood. So it offered a full service bar and a restaurant and campground. Shady Jack's compound has been a favorite spot for MC clubs to stop while traveling across country. Jack was very active with March of Dimes, Bikers for Bay. Okay. Uh, 2011, Shady Jack's became a starting point for the annual rat run when Cadillac Jack's closed its doors. Don't know what that is. Um, Shady Jack's also has its own beer. Jack teamed up with Bastard Brothers Brewing Company, shocking, and together they have created Shady Bastard Beer, shocking again. It is available in a bottle or as draft. Come in and give it a try. While you're here, introduce yourself to Jack. He loves to meet you. All right. So you know what? It seems like an okay place. But (laughs) I apologize for everything I said. Should we just restart this episode? (laughs) Nah, it's fine. Well, look, Shady Jack, Jack, if you're out there and you're listening, which I'm sure you're listening to this podcast, uh, tell fuck faces that buy hoodies from your shop if they're going to go to a restaurant right now if they're going to wear your hoodie and they go to a place with a sign that says please put on a mask to put on their mask so they don't make you look bad I don't want to have bad I don't want there to be negative stereotypes attached to Jack now that I know he's a good guy and has a cool place and a good menu right <clears throat> so my question is should the play, should, should where you were at wait <laughs> You just can't get over this. <laughs> I, I like how you. I like how you just kind of let that one. All right, go, 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 go. <laughs> okay, so my question is like, should the place you were at have refused his service? No, they should not have. Even though he wasn't going no. to wear a mask. No. Just walk him to his table, sit him down, remind him again. Hey, if you get up and go to the bathroom, can you put on your mask? And then if he's non-compliant the rest of the time he's there, I guess maybe. I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, they can. They can refuse service. Should yeah. they? I don't know. At this point, we're over a year into this. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he has the vaccine. Which apparently doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't understand. I, that's treading different waters like you even if you even if somebody does what are you supposed to do like take your paperwork in to somewhere to prove that you've had it done or can you just say i've been vaccinated and you can just say it you can but then you be like the movie contagion you got to wear a bracelet around yeah got it you seen that movie i i don't think so it's a fucked up movie. Yeah. It's pretty dark. I, I watched it like three weeks ago because I didn't know what it, I remember when it came out. I didn't watch it. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. It's a dark movie. That's a fucked up movie. Kind of predicted this whole thing. Right. I, I remember right. looking over my wife. I was like, how did I miss this? What, where, what was I doing when this movie came out? But well, it's kind of like the whole like Mark of the Beast thing, right? Like along those lines, like from biblical times and stuff like that where it's like you you know this would kind of be the sign like vaccination would kind of be the sign of you have to have this done to be able to trade to be able to do all the the important things in life to live so it's kind of like abiding by the you have to abide and have the things done that have to be done to be able to survive pretty much yeah i'm not buying that i'm just i'm just throwing that out there Kind of, but that like contagion, like it's it's that kind of that basis. 
Is that what Contagion was about? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. It wasn't. I don't think they got biblical. No, I think I, they, they, did, they didn't, but I'm saying it's like the same concept. Like, descri- describe Contagion to me. If you had to, uh, quickly. A virus starts in the fucking jungle with a bat. The bat shits on a pig. The pig ends up at a restaurant. Uh, the The main chef is handling the pig, and then he goes and shakes hands with whoever Gwyneth Paltrow's character was, whatever she was. Why I don't know why she was in China, but she was there. He gave it to her. She spread it to a bunch of people. Came back to the United States. It got to the United States. It spread quickly, and the chaos ensued. Okay. Matt Damon was in it, and he was uh, immune to it. Or maybe he already had it and then became immune. Or then Gwyneth Paltrow was his wife. I remember that. I don't know. <laughs> we keep it, going back to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I didn't really pay attention that much. I'll be honest. I just know there was a virus and it, it spread quickly and everybody was freaking out and everybody was pissed off at the CDC because misinformation. And then there were people. The, the one thing that I thought was important about it, just from sort of a relevance to now, would be uh, Jude Law. Jude Law. Is that his name? Jude Law. Is that a guy? That's a person, yes. Okay. Jude Law's character is this guy who was spreading misinformation online. He had this like online broadcast he would do, and he was giving people misinformation just to sort of, I, I believe he got paid off by one of the drug companies, or if I'm remembering correctly. That, to me, is so relevant to what we have going on now still with coronavirus is just misinformation and people run with it. You know, this guy, he had tons of followers online, so they believed everything he said. And he gave them like this false cure or like false um, uh, vaccination or whatever it was um, when the CDC was like, you know, he, he basically saying like whatever this guy, whatever bullshit this guy's giving you, don't don't buy into it because it doesn't work. We've tested it. We've been saying this. We don't know why. So they end up arresting him and all this shit. So. I thought that was very relevant for what's going on now, uh, just with the, the, you know, the the prominence of social media and how people use social media to get their news when they're, uh, you, you don't know. I, you got to ask, who am I getting this from? Where did they get it from? Where did they get it from? Well, it's, it, nobody does that. So I thought that was very important. And, and think about it. That movie came out, I guess, it was like 2011, maybe. 2000, I, I know it's been a while. Right. I mean, think of like just we'll we'll call we'll say just for for the fuck of it we'll say 2011. Think of how different social media is now compared to 2011. You know what I mean? Think of how much it's advanced. Think of how much more there is. The ability everyone has like it's crazy. I guess two, um, 2011. What did we? Twitter wasn't a thing yet, was it? It was, but nothing like it is today. I mean, okay. I was I, I joined Twitter in 2011. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you had Twitter, Facebook, Instagram was a thing, but again, nothing like it is today. TikTok, I guess, existed apparently. No way, really. Apparently TikTok's been around since the 80s. We just never knew it. Um, well, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't TikTok something else like Vine? Wasn't? I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I think in 2011, yeah, Vine was probably around in 2011. I mean, then there are so many other platforms that have come and gone since then, right. you know, Vine's one of them. Can you still get a Vine? Is that, is, is that still an application? I don't know. I never had it. I just knew it was a thing and I knew that I, 
thought that TikTok kind of took over what Vine was. I don't know. Uh, I guess MySpace was fizzling out in 2011. I think the last good years of MySpace was probably 2009-ish. Ish. Because I remember we, we fucking, we used MySpace to book a tour. Really? And I don't know. What, I don't know what year that was. Like what? we connected with everyone on MySpace. We didn't, we didn't go through any of the clubs, any of the promoters. We connected with all bands and all like fans that were trying to put together. It, it was, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. We never got paid. We got paid a couple of times and it wasn't a long, it was like two, it was like a two week thing. Could somebody do that now through any, uh, any social media platform? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what the fucking you use it for. Yeah. Hmm. But I remember it, for then it was sort of, you know, uh, this had to have been 2008 ish, maybe 2007, but for then the norm would be find promoters, find clubs, reach out to the clubs, say, Hey, we're booking our own tour. What can you do? Um, and I think people still do that. It's been so long since I've toured, but, uh, well, DIY bands still do that. I'm sure. Um, cause God knows we all love the middleman. So we got to go through the middleman to, yeah, you really do. You, and we, and that's why we tried to do it. And we did. And honestly, it's not like it was our idea. We actually saw another band from the area do that. And they were very good at DIY touring. So like, no, um, like no manager. They just did it. They just booked shows nothing. on their did own. Did everything themselves. That seems like a negotiated headache. their D de- like, uh, yeah, it's a pain in the fucking ass. But I mean, if you want all the money to go to you, you don't want to share the money with anyone else. If True. you want to, you know, uh, basically be in control of your entire schedule and your entire tour. I mean, it's the best way to do it. It sucks. It's hard. And it will break. Like I've, I've said this to you before. It will break you. It will break people who aren't ready to do it. Um, well, I mean, no, I guess they, this, you, you said, you said like it's a two year or a two week thing, a two week tour, maybe a lot easier to pull off oh, than like pe- you going on the road for months at a time. Yeah. Two weeks. I mean, you're just, you're, you're not going far. You're staying regional. Um, but you're trying to do as many shows as possible. So right. that was the, that was the hard thing though. You not every place books weeknight shows. So you're playing in, in, in fucking pool halls and fucking you're playing at VFWs and shit like that. So it can get a little bit weird. Uh, but so, yeah, the band that so, the band that sort of did that where they, they did well, they, I mean, they, they really were good at that, man. But playing those smaller places, is it even worth it? Like at that point, is it more about just getting your name out there on the road or is it yes. like really, it's not about making money, right? No, God, no. Okay. No. Okay. You want your name to to get to another city, essentially. Okay. You might already have people that know you, but and even if you do, hopefully they bring people that don't. And really, I mean, for any band, I mean, well, it's still that way. It's especially that way now. It's really about just fucking pushing your merch like crazy, yeah, right? Um, so bring a good merch salesman if no one in the band is good at it, and you know, typically a hot chick will do it pretty well for you. Um, a hot chick with tits, forgive me, but uh, it works. <laughs> better than better than um, the dudes we see now who are just like random dudes standing over by the merch booth on his cell phone the whole time. 
Oh, you need a shirt? Yeah. 20 bucks. <laughs> That's confusing to me. <laughs> no enthusiasm. Just like, you fucking want it. Yeah. I won't say the band, but I remember, well, not recently, but within the time that I've known my wife, we went to a show and uh, my wife had never seen him. She'd heard them kind of just through me, me playing them every once in a while and um, heard of them. We went to a show and she really liked the band that I'm, I'm talking about. And she's like, can, can I, I want to get a, they, let's go check out their merch. Right. And they had really good merch. They had cool shit. And she goes, Oh, I want that, that, that hoodie. Okay. And, uh, the merch guy was just so annoyed that I wanted to buy a hoodie, you know? Um, and you know, it was like, well, we don't have that size. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, so now he's got to go back to the, you got to check it. And I'm like, dude, this is what you like. I've been a merch guy. Like, this is what your job is. <laughs> yeah. Be better. Be better, man. <laughs> um, I just ended up getting her hoodie, and I just remember walking away from that going, like, God, Jesus Christ. Like, She's like, that was awkward, right? I'm like, yeah, super awkward. That guy just is bad at his job. So, uh, but, yeah. I, how did we get there? I don't remember how we got to merch, guys. I have no idea. Uh, oh, you said pushing. DIY but touring. Yeah, I don't it, even know how we got there. And pushing merch was a big thing as far as other cities and stuff like that goes. We went from contagion to bad merch guys in, in a matter of minutes. Uh, um, so I know I said social media. So my space. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. So anyway, Man. just think about, <laughs> just think about how different social media is now compared to 2011. And that'll give you a hint as to like, well, if contagion were a real thing, Imagine how much easier it would be, or how, no, it not would be, it is, how much easier it is to spread misinformation, you know, mm-hmm. much easier now. But that reminds me, have you, are you a Kid Cudi fan? I am. Well, actually, I take that back. I am a newly, newly, new, I, I've just basically founded Kid Cudi recently, through through of you, course, actually. Of course you, through of course you, you Well, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you're bad mouthing me somehow, but no, mm. I no, I mm-hmm. I am I am a fan though. Did you see? Uh, you see, he's pissed off at TikTok or TikTokers. No, you aware of this story? No. So there's this trend going on on TikTok TikTok now, which I'm sure it'll end in six minutes because that's how TikTok is. But you know his song "Day and Night." Uh. Yes, I do actually. In in day and night, there's that part. Now look at this. Da, 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 that's right. So on TikTok, people are posting video of themselves going lip syncing those lyrics. Now look at this, and then it's going to be some goofy, silly thing happening after that, with just the instrumental taking out his lyrics. So he took to Twitter yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was, and was like, "I'm not flattered by this. I think it's bullshit. I'm not happy about what people are doing to my song on TikTok." So now he's got all these, these uh, youngsters, these young TikTokers calling them old and out of touch and telling them to get over it. Okay, so let me ask you this. the As far as TikTok goes, do musicians and artists have some kind of collaboration with TikTok so people can use their music? If you use a, yeah, if you use most distributors, it will put your music on TikTok. Yeah. 
but that's I like, don't use but, I don't use TikTok. You know, so I don't know exactly what methods they're using to have lyrics and then instrument. I have no idea. But yeah, I would I would imagine. You're, so you're asking like legally is that how is this yes. possible? Yeah, because I've seen a lot of uh, I, I've seen like even when you scroll through Facebook or whatever, and there's a TikTok video posted. A lot of them have mu- like legit music in it from artists that I know, and I'm just curious. Like, is that did the artist give permission for that music to be used, or is it because they didn't use? Yeah a long enough part of the song that they get away with it? Or how does that work? Yeah. It won't end up on one of those sites without it. Like it won't end up there without permission. Gotcha. There's no way for it. To, there's no way for it to get there. Gotcha. Right. Like you as a fan of, of say of any, any band can't just put their music on the platform. The platform has to put it on the platform. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's what he said. I don't fuck with what they did in my song on TikTok, taking out the lyrics. We live in a strange time. I'm not flattered. And then a fan responded, and this is how I discover it. He said, uh, the fan goes, it's whack. And then Cuddy said, very. When another suggested it ain't that deep, he explained that he wasn't trying to make it deep. Uh, so basically someone was being like, hey, day and night's not that deep. Get over it. And gotcha. it's like, I don't care if it's deep or not. It's my fucking shit. Yeah. And I'm with him. I'm with him. Call me old, call me out of touch. Fuck you, that's my song. I don't have to like it. But what's you know? the, what's, I guess I'm not understanding what he doesn't like about it. Like just that, that, that it's the, it goes to the instrumental and the lyrics go away? Yes. Yeah, the lyrics go away, it goes to the instrumental and then it's and then, someone so, so doing then it, so, something Yeah, so stupid. then it's, so what he doesn't like is what's being, just the stupid shit that's being done over the instrumental part of his music because it attaches his music to whatever yeah. stupid stuff they're doing. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. Okay, I got you now. Um, where's the one person? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, but I, I'm I'm with him. I, I, I understand. Him. I understand why he's mad, but I don't know in this day and age that it matters that he's mad because it doesn't because I mean it. In the long run, his music's still out there, all like with this. And if if, tic, if this is uh, something that they're doing on TikTok that people are following, then at least his music's still out there that people are hearing, right? So there, there's a good side to this, also. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I don't, okay. nec- I don't necessarily know that people are like if I'm watching this video, I'm not going to attach that song to what stupid shit that those people are doing, right? Maybe you're maybe, not, maybe some you're gonna, people can, but I I wouldn't. Yeah, you're, but you're not gonna you're not gonna think about the song at all. You're gonna watch 15 seconds of stimuli and move on with your day. Right. You're not even gonna go. Oh, what song was that? Right. Like it. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. It doesn't matter if he if he's upset about it. But I understand why he's upset about it. The the problem that I have with it is. Well, look, I mean, as someone who who releases music, I mean, should I be flattered that someone is like one of the videos was really stupid. It was. But okay, should I be flat? Well, I'll just I'll throw an arbitrary example out of there out here. So, like, should I be flattered that someone used my song, cut out the lyrics, use lyrics in the song to introduce their dog taking a shit in the human toilet? You know what I mean? Okay. 
Okay. Uh, no, I'm not flattered. I, it's it's, but that's what TikTok is. TikTok's not about the artist. It's about the the content, that quick content. Yeah. Someone said something to me the other day, and it makes so much sense. Okay. Uh, I have a friend, two friends. They live in uh, D.C. And the only way we really communicate is now that I have a child because they have two now. We we talk about our kids. And it's not by choice. That's just, it's easy to do. You know, here's a picture of, right? You know, share pictures, uh-huh. share stories, whatever. But one of them sent me a TikTok video of something. Oh, it was, uh, there's a there's a TikTok video that I think went viral. It's, it's two dads. Both of them have babies. One of them has drumsticks. The other one has a guitar. And they basically do a lip sync sort of rock out version of Last Resort by Papa Roach. Okay. It was cute. It was funny. Ha, ha, ha. Fine. Whatever. They sent me that. Um, and I just saw the, 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 what's it called? The thumbnail. And I didn't open it. I said, Oh, I've already seen it. Plus I don't watch TikTok videos. Ha ha. Right. And then one of them said to me, and it makes so much sense. They go, yeah, we're not on TikTok either. We just thought you'd appreciate that. I go, Oh, thank you. I do. And I go curiosity. Why aren't you on TikTok? And then I think the response was it's gross or I, I can't remember exactly, but one of them said, you know, it's funny. Instagram is where celebrities go to be real people. TikTok is where real people go to be celebrities. Wow. It makes so much sense. That's deep, man. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Though. It does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I don't know if they came up with that or someone someone else has said that, but that made, when they said that, I go, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Which could be why I'm not on TikTok. You don't think we should or make a raise on the radio TikTok? I've thought about it. How do you okay? Are we are we doing it? Did we just decide that I we're don't doing know, it maybe, just now? Maybe that I just, silence tells me we're doing. I just it, have yes. I just have a quick question about it. Like how does oh how does it work as far as gaining followers and stuff like that? Like how do you put yourself out there on TikTok? Is it? Just, I have no idea. Oh okay. I have no I have, to, I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I'm not we gonna lie. That was, that was sort of a question that I was hoping you would know the answer to, just so I could find out that you're secret secretly on TikTok and you're just lying to the world. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, dude, and people like associate TikTok with this like young generation of people. Why? Why does it have to be? No, young kids use apps, especially social media apps, but it doesn't have to be a young person's thing. Yeah. We've just bought into that idea. Uh, what, what do you know the most famous TikTok video? Hmm. One of. The one that I know of is that is a middle-aged man skateboarding, drinking fucking ocean spray or whatever, listening to Fleetwood Mac. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think. What world do you live in? It's the, it's the, anyway, it went viral. It, it went, it was everywhere, dude, everywhere. Um, but that's a middle-aged dude listening to a band that hasn't been popular since the eighties. You know what? Right. One, you know what ones kind of crack me up though is the ones. Have you seen? Um, there's several of them, but it's like where they put different songs to different. It's um, so like there's one where this this metal band is on stage and it's this guy just like rocking out on stage and you got mosh pits all around and everything, but they put in different music to it that matches uh, the beats that he's doing on the stage. So like. Man, I feel like a woman by Shania Twain, and like all these different. Do you not know what I'm talking about? This guy's. This guy's. It's like a. It's a metal band, and this guy's doing Running Man on the stage, 
but it, it go like they put un- unlimited amounts of different songs to it because it matches the the running man that he's doing and it even matches matches some of the mosh pits that are going on and stuff it's pretty funny i'll have to send it to you after the show are you saying that you do this in an app or you're just saying someone made a video that I, you just so happen to see yes that that one <laughs> <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? That's well, because cool. because I because I assume I think it's a TikTok video. Oh well, then there there you go. Because it's a short clip, so yeah, it's, it's, it's prob- yeah, probably yeah. Um, th- I wish I could find the whoever the person was that commented on Kid Cudi because it was I, it was so. Well, it, I think it's what really attracted me to the story because it annoyed the fucking shit out of me. What was it that you you told me? Um, so like I said, I, I'm a new, new fan of Kid Cudi and you told me when this last album dropped that a lot of people were telling, were basically saying that he should quit or that he should go away. And then you were saying that the streams that he was getting on the new album in a short amount of time was ridiculous. Did I say that? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Cause you were like, people are saying that he's. You know, base. I guess I don't know. If, I don't know if you said out of touch or something like that. But you were like, you know, they're saying that he should be, he should go away, or he should, you know, stop putting out music. And then you, but then you showed me the numbers of what that album was doing that he just put out within like twenty four hours, and it was ridiculous. Yeah, and basically told everybody to shut the fuck up. I vaguely remember what you're talking about. I don't know who said it, but yeah, I mean, he, the album did really well. I mean, as far as, oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. I know why I brought this up. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how relevant are some artists. And they mentioned him and said that the generation that he influenced is is relevant now, but he is not, which I thought was. And and I kind of said, well, how is that possible when he's selling the way he's selling currently? And the, you know, the song he did with Travis Scott recently was his first number one single. So, I mean, after all these years, he's still putting out music that people want to listen to. So I don't right. know how he's irrelevant. But yeah, yeah, that's why I brought that up. I wish I could remember the other artists they were talking about. It was Kid Cudi and maybe Lil Wayne. I, I can't remember. But either way, it was like, no, that's for me anyway. But I, I'm also, I'm a fan. So I was kind of defending person i'm a fan of you know right is Lil uh, wayne still putting out music i haven't heard anything from Lil wayne in a long time yeah but i haven't been listening for it either so you haven't been you're, you're not wheezy um <laughs> I, so my my whole point was like i get why kid cuddy's annoyed by that again he's not going to change anything he can just go to twitter and then he risks these 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 people that live for tiktok talking about him but whatever. Those people don't matter. It's not like they're going to buy his music anyway. You know? Right. But, but I don't think it makes him out of touch, and I don't think it makes him old. But like, d- he's 37. He doesn't get what's going on. Like, but does, okay. he, but does, he, does he choose if his music is able to be used through TikTok? Well, yeah. Like I said, I mean, if you go through... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you use certain distributors to get your... I don't know how it works for someone like Kid Cudi. I'm, I'm just saying that if it annoys him that much and he he's not agreeing with it, why doesn't he just pull his music from TikTok? Or would that hurt his I career? I don't know if he can. 
because if he's because he's on a label, so so that's the label to pull. I gotcha. Okay. Let me see what label he's on currently. I actually don't know. He is on. He's the founder of Wicked Awesome Records. Uh, what's uh, the last record? What did it come out on? So, Man on the Moon Three was released on by Republic Records. So, yeah, I don't think he has any control over it. Gotcha. And I guarantee you, Republic Records wants his shit on TikTok. Gotcha. Yeah. So. So, Too bad. So sad. okay. So how does that? Well, well day what, and night's not on Republic though. Hey, it doesn't matter. So should like, would the label be telling him to shut up if he's out there saying that he doesn't? He's not agreeing with what they're doing with his music on TikTok, but the label wants his music on TikTok. How does that work? No, I doubt the label saying anything to him. I don't think it matters. Huh? Is at the end of the day, if he if he tweets about it and it catches a little bit of attention, that's still attention for him true you know yeah. whether it be positive or negative it's still keeping him relevant you know um and i think a lot of times i'll be honest with you lately what i've seen on social media is when an older artist and by older i mean one that didn't release their first record last spring um when an older artist kind of talks about the industry now and really talks about what they don't like about it and what they would change and what we need to do. I see a lot of people backing them up and not just like people there, like their peers, like the younger generation of people, but that could just be me noticing something and no one else noticing something. So true. I don't know. I don't know, hmm. but yeah, we're, we're going to start a raising on the radio TikTok now. That's good to know. I'll look into it. I I just don't know. Do we have? Can we do clips that are like fifteen seconds long? We got enough of those. You think I do them on Instagram all the time in our story? Not that short though. What do you mean? Are they that short? TikTok is is TikTok like fifteen seconds? I'm pretty sure. So you post videos on Instagram stories that are that short? Hi, I'm Earth. Have we met? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Okay. All right. Um, God. Uh, yeah, man. Okay. So we'll start a TikTok okay. and we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's that's a whole new algorithm you got to figure out now. Great. Uh-huh. Maybe anybody who listens to this show, if you are big into TikTok and making videos and you know how to get your videos out there, let us know. God, I feel, yeah, I feel, please. do you feel gross right now? <laughs> kind of, I, I kind of do. Yeah, kind of. But I was just about to say, yeah, I would love to take time out of my day to get a TikTok tutorial, please. That's, that's exactly what I want to be oh, spending my time. God, that sounds t- horrible. Doesn't sound great, but I'll do it. Why not? Sure. Got to stay relevant somehow. It's true. Or be relevant. Like there's a stay and there's a, you got to get relevant to stay relevant, right? Yes. Did <laughs> you watch that butt rock video I sent to you? Uh, no. The, the butt I know rock is back video. No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. So let me just say this: I, I love the idea that someone's talking about it. However, the examples he gave, not so much. 
and I'll leave it at that. And this I'll is, let this you. Is your but dude, hey, this he is used your our buddy, too, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. But he used our buddy Jarris Johnson as an example of how Butt Rock is back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he did talk about like it was good for Papa Roach to make that video with that guy because it keeps them relevant. And, you know, because this guy's a TikToker. Yes. But he's also not the only one that Jairus Johnson's hopping on tracks with either. I mean, he I just sent you that one the other day that he uh, bring me the horizon redid. Can you feel my heart with him? Off their Sip Eternal album. Did you send me that? I did. Or, oh, I, I, I don't it. know if I sent the track. I know I sent you when I seen that they were doing that. I sent that to you. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. I don't need that guy on any songs that I like anymore. But but also like Papa Roach is doing uh, like they also did a redid their song Broken as Me with Danny. Is it Alsip? Is that how you say his name? From Asking Alexandria? Warsnip. Warsnip. Is that it? I forgot. His I don't name. know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So I mean, they're Wait, not. On. So they're not just doing stuff to stay relevant. They're also doing, you know, tracks with other big name artists. Yeah, but that's a collab that makes sense. It's yeah. not a collab with a TikToker. Okay, I get it. And I guess they're still like like that one's a little different because they're they're recreating a song, but they're it's the same lyrics and everything too. It's not. Like this TikToker jumping on and doing his own lyrics in the middle of a song that was huge at one point. (laughs) He get he gets so apparently he gets compared to Chad Kroger from Nickelback a lot. Is it and he likes it for what? His vocals. I don't get that. I don't I have I've listened to the five words, five lyrics. Not even five lines, five words from that song, and I turned it off. I, I can I can hear his voice in my head. I guess it's a little bit like that. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that porn star dancing song. My darkest you know what day, I'm talking my about? My darkest days. Is that who that is? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it reminded me of that. Who's the singer of that band? Isn't it someone from somewhere? Some some yeah, band? Yes. Uh, Matt. Wal- who's that? Matt Walst, I think, is his last name. He's the new lead singer for Three Days Grace. That's that guy. Mm-hmm. That's who he reminds me of. I I get that. It's the and uh, it's very. <laughs> uh, to me, uh, I don't want to say. I'm trying to chill on my hater, my hater aid. It's very stock okay like there's nothing interesting about his voice to me gotcha you know uh which is probably why i don't like three days grace with that guy singing and probably why i didn't get into my darkest days gotcha good singer yeah you know yeah but yeah, let me, me let me go down this rabbit hole with you a little bit because I, oh, I, I I just randomly sent you this yesterday and you, you <clears throat> kind of sent me your thoughts. But what's your when it comes to a band? And, and this is not me hating on anybody because I, I'm just throwing the question out. A band who does a 
cover song that uh, from someone else, but they yeah. but this band makes a legit music video. puts like they they're investing a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money into making a music video for a song that is co- that is covering another song. And you said it depends on the band. It depends on something else. What was the other thing you said? Just the cover, I guess. Yeah, the band and the cover. I think it depends on the band doing it, and it depends on the cover. Yeah. <clears throat> and and you don't like and, it? And no, I'm I I do like it. I'm just I was watching one recently, and I was just thinking, Which one? uh, the Cavo with "Come Undone" by Duran Duran. I'm so glad you brought that up. But okay. So you don't think well, you like it or you don't like it? I that? do like it. I like it a lot. So, but, but, and like I said, this isn't me hating on anything. This is my, I'm just trying to ask a question to a musician. What, um, what, what's your thoughts on somebody investing the time and the money to make a music video and put out a track that's a cover, that's a cover? Cause you, you just don't, you don't see that a whole lot, right? That somebody makes a music video of themselves doing a cover of someone else's song. Yeah. Um, well, again, I think it depends on the band and it depends on the song. And when I say it depends on the song, I mean, how much did they change it? Okay. How much did they make it their own? Okay. Right. Uh huh. Um, if you just did a fucking a cover, didn't really change anything. I guess it's kind of weird to make a music video, but fuck it. Who can? I mean, I. I mean, it's hard to tell, but I mean, if if you give the appearance of we're just trying to uh, sort of you know create some buzz by covering said song and not look like a band who's like celebrating the song they're covering right i guess maybe that could be considered douchey by some people i don't know but i mean i don't know i mean as, as someone who has covered a song <laughs> did make a music video for the song, but as someone who multiple times has covered a song, one of which we did put on a CD and did get semi popular. I kind of, I'm kind of in the position, like I say, fuck it, do it. But, (laughs) uh, I get it. The one, the one that comes to mind always for me is, uh, is, uh, the framing Hanley cover of the Lil Wayne song. Um, Lollipop. Lollipop. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was like, it's called candy, right? Um, (laughs) No, that would be 50 cent and candy shop. And yeah. So (laughs) that one, that one comes to mind because I mean, they made a video. It's like a five minute long video, like a storyline and everything. Um, And that song was huge for them on, on radio and shit. So like, you have to make a video for that, right? True. If you're going to release it, you know, I guess they could have not released that, but that song was huge. That's and still a, relevant that's, at that's the a, time. You know? Yeah, but that's a little different, I guess, because they cross genres with that song, right? I, I, I mean, yeah, but that's... Yeah, I, well, yes, yes. That That's why it was so appealing. Yeah. Uh, as someone who also has done that and did it before them, <laughs> uh yeah that can mean that can mean quite a bit that can mean quite a bit um but i get it you know the the song that i'm talking about 
that I we covered, we that song was popular still. Mm-hmm. Like it was a top 40 hit. So that's why we did it. And the t- the intent was just let's when we play a show, we'll do it. People go, ha, neat. And then and then to to my disapproval, we recorded it, which I didn't want to. Uh, and the rest is the, that's, the, that's that. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's weird. I, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, I don't know. So back to the Cabo thing. Isn't that old? Duran. Didn't they do that along that song a long time ago? They did. I think, I don't know if, and they just decided to make a music video for it now. Is that, is that what happened? I'm not sure. Maybe, I have no maybe, idea. Or maybe they've been sitting on the music video for a while too. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I know, no, I know you're, I know you're accurate in the fact that they recorded this. I want to say like seven years ago or something. I want is what I've seen, but maybe that's wrong. Maybe it was more recent than that. Well, I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want to, I don't know. I thought, I thought they covered that song a long time ago. Let's look it up. Cause I don't want to, you know, these are, these are, I like the Cabo guys. I don't want yeah, for sure. I don't want to spread the wrong information about them. Well, the reason why I even thought about this whole thing was because you just brought up uh, my dark or well, my darkest days just a while ago, and they actually covered "Come Undone" on that same album as "Porn Star Dancing." Did they really? Well, a lot of people have covered that song. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought it was old because I remember at the time when Cabo did it, I was like, "There's someone else that had done it," but you know, uh. So I can't, damn it. Uh, so they didn't do it on their record from 2009. So it had to have been on the one that isn't on Wikipedia. So it wasn't on bright nights, dark days. When was, so, so was it, uh, was champagne their biggest, or like what set them off? Yes, it was right. What yes. year? What year was that? That was two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah, but the thing of the, the fact of the matter is that record has really good songs on it. Besides that song, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I always yeah. used to tell people, you know, well, that's a big song. I get it, but go listen to the record. Absolutely, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's weird you have to say that to people. But that's been, that's forever. Especially today, people like singles and then, I don't know, it is what it is. I, I'm trying to think of cover, I'm trying to think of cover. I'm tr- trying to think of bands who have done covers? But there are some, but the, the, you know what I think is cool is when you can do a cover of a song or of a band and no one really knows that it's a cover. Like, no doubt that uh, it's my life song. Is that what it's called? Uh that's a cover. Most people didn't know that that was a cover. Okay. Hmm. It's just, you know, it could be cool. And they made a video for that. That was a big song for them. Is that what it's called? But was the song, you know what I'm I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. Wasn't that the, wasn't that one of like a big song that launched them too? No, I mean, they were already no doubt before that, but I mean, it definitely was a big song. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think of other bands too that have done covers. That I don't know. I've just I've always thought that was kind of a weird thing. And you say no doubt was already no doubt before that, but bands they were. but bands who put out a cover, <clears throat> um, and that kind of makes them 
who they are or, or that that's like their first like boot shooting off point is kind of odd, which I guess like framing Hanley, like you said, you know, lollipop was a cover, but it was, it, it wasn't, I don't know. There wasn't like a whole lot of time between those two songs though. Right. Like from Lil Wayne doing it to framing Hanley doing it maybe a couple of years. <clears throat> no. And that's why, again, that's why it was good. I mean, it, it was still a relevant, relevant song. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think that's kind of, but then if, 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 if time has passed, it's really then now, how do you make it your own? Yeah. Right. Right. I think that's kind of, but there are, there are, so I just looked at it and, and it's kind of funny. I had this conversation with someone else recently. There are a lot of songs that were covers that people don't know are covers. Like uh, nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor. That's a cover respect by Aretha Franklin. That's a cover. Most oh, people really? think that's Aretha. Yeah. Most people think that's Aretha's song. Uh, 50 best cover songs of all time. I want to find a good list. Who do we got? Is there not a single The Guardian, Rolling Stone? I can't wait to see what Rolling Stone says. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll go we'll go with You Discover Music. We'll go with this guy. I don't know who this is. Let's see what this says. Yeah, but there are a ton of those songs that like uh, all along the Watchtower, Jimi Hendrix. I guess most people know that's Bob Dylan, but some people don't. American Woman by Lenny Kravitz. A lot of people right. didn't realize at the time. Yeah. Unless you were a a kid who grew up going to booze bag parties, parents <laughs> that were drunks and hippies uh, like me. Uh, what else? What who else? who else? originally did American Woman, though? The Guess Who. Okay. There's a music video for that too by them. Wow. It was actually a big song for them. Um, God, these are all old. Days Confused by Led Zeppelin. I didn't know that that was a cover. Also, I'm not a, the biggest Led Zeppelin fan. These are all older songs. Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. Do you know who it was originally by? No idea. I thought that was Robert her. Hazard. <laughs> I thought that was hers. I guess not. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I forgot about that. Higher Ground. The Chili Peppers did Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder, and that they made a music video for it and everything. That was a big song from uh, Mother's Milk. It was on Mother's Milk, right? Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Forgot about that. God, these are all old. I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett, originally by The Arrows. Never knew that. Hmm. I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow, originally by The Strange Loves. All right. Here's a trivia question you better know the answer to. Uh-oh. I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Who's it originally by? I don't know. Come on, bro. Sorry. I don't mean to disappoint, but... It's okay. It's a Dolly Parton song. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
anyway, I, I was trying to find some newer ones, but I apparently I do not know how to internet. So can you name can um, you name two other Dolly Parton songs? Jolene and Nine to Five. <laughs> that's the only two that I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, and I was and, guessing with Jolene. I was you, guessing. Have Is you that ever, a Dolly Parton song? Have, yeah. Have you ever seen uh, the movie The Love Guru? No. With Michael Myers? That, or Mike I, Myers? No, no? Okay, never mind. Sorry. I never really got into those Dawson Powers and Speaking of that, where did, where did Mike Myers go? Like he's, There was a Wayne's World commercial during the Super Bowl, and he looked rough, man. Hmm. He looked rough. He just disappeared. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of feels like when Kanye West said George Bluss, George Bush doesn't like black people. Mike Myers' career ended and Kanye West exploded. <laughs> I feel like that's the time period when Mike Myers just kind of that's disappeared. A, that's right? an interesting connection you made there. That's the way my brain works. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's okay to do the cover and, and release the video. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess if it's blatant, I, I guess the only time I would have a problem with it, if it's, if it's blatant, like you're trying to cash in. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is why the one cover that I am talking about that I did that we recorded, I didn't want to record it. I just felt like it was kind of like, well, it's clear what but. I don't know. People liked it, so whatever. We put it on the on the EP. It, whatever doesn't matter now. Thank God. I don't think you can find it on YouTube. Maybe you can. I, you can find you doing it at at a concert. Well, that was the point. That's why we wanted. That's why I wanted to do it. I know, right? but you're saying you hopefully you can't find it. You mean just like you doing the track, like a recorded version of it? Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think. You can. Okay. But yeah, you know, what's weird too, is the one, the video, I know what video you're talking about. It has a lot of views and it comes up pretty early in the search feed. Like really if you does. search for that song, Uh huh. <laughs> I think a lot of people have been upset. <laughs> They've been looking for that song and they click that and they're like, what the fuck is this nonsense? Um, sorry, everyone. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know. I, I think that uh, what's my favorite cover? Man, I'd have to think about that. I'm trying to think of the covers that I do like, like legitimately like loved it maybe more so than the original. I'm trying to think if they made videos. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, my, my mind is blanking on covers for some reason. I know there are a ton. There are a ton that I'm, I'm just not thinking of, but Maybe bring those to the table for next episode. Think about well, look, over the next week. I think it's important. To, so back to that. So like the cashing in thing, I think it's important to, I think it's important now just for people, whether they be, forget about bands, but just art, musical artists in general. I think it's important for them to cover songs just to show appreciation for the person they're covering. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, which I don't know if that necessarily is true. I don't know if the music industry sees it the same way, right? I think if the music industry, and by music industry, I mean corrupt, greedy people at record labels that unfortunately still exist, but uh, 
you know, a lot of times they'll green light a cover song on an album just for that. It's like, well, it's still relevant. We're going to sell some, some records because of this. But what, what maybe if, the artist really does appreciate, I, I, I don't know. What about, uh, I don't know what you're going to think about this one, but wasn't behind blue eyes that Fred Durst did. That was a cover song, right? Who did that originally? Yeah, dude, that's the who the who. Okay. Yeah. I just popped in my head. I don't know why. Did you really just ask if that was a cover? You think Fred Durst wrote that fucking song? No, I knew it was a cover. I was trying to figure out who was the per- the original band that sang it. The Who. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, are you thinking maybe you're wrong? You're making me second-guessing myself, but I don't know why. Uh, wait. Which song? Behind Blue Eyes. My brain is just shutting off today. Oh, wait, no. The other one, too... Uh... The um, the George yes, Michael the George Michael Jesus song that, that he redid that they redid too Faith Faith yeah yeah much bigger song than Behind Blue Eyes true much cooler version of the song done Behind Blue Eyes as well wasn't Behind Blue Eyes done L- for a movie I M P discover discover L yeah it was done for the movie Gothica was that Halle Berry. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I've always tied that song to Halle Berry, and I, I'm just now realizing why. He was in the music video, and Fred okay. made out with her. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a memorable moment. Would be for me. Fucking <laughs> Halle Berry, man. Um, that movie made me fall asleep. That was not a good movie. I don't think I ever watched it. Yeah, it's not good. Don't, don't waste your time. Um, yeah, Faith, that's a good, that's a perfect example. You take a song, it's nothing like your band, you make it your own. Made Limp Bizkit who they are. I mean, it blew, it shot them into, that's a perfect example. I forgot about that completely. <laughs> that made, I mean, without faith, does Limp Bizkit become Limp Bizkit? Maybe. I, I, I mean, I guess if they, if, I, I guess if they still put out whatever it's called and Nookie's on it, they probably still blow up the same way. Say, but, yeah, I mean, so, faith helped. But was faith, did Faith come around after or before that album? Like Chocolate Starfish? That was before and... Nookie and yeah. Okay. Wait, what album, we, was, what album was Nookie on? $3 bill, y'all? Okay. So that one also had I'm uh, Ron Burgundy? Counter, counterfeit? I think was on $3 bill. Counterfeit was on the record with Faith. Because Counterfeit was kind of like creating some buzz for them. So was that $3 bill y'all? God damn it. Every time. Here, I got it now. Cuz chocolate okay, 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 flavored okay, water okay. was like rolling and all that, right? $3 bill y'all was faith and counterfeit and then Nookie was significant other. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after significant other was chocolate star starfish and the hot dog flavored water, which I think is an incredibly underrated record for them. I think it's really good. I actually really enjoy it. Okay. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not um, and then the record after that was called on, Results but, May Vary. I never, I never. Before you move on, though, I, I think it's important to distinguish that you just said something. You added a little something different in this one. I've heard you say in the past that, that it's a very underrated record. Yeah. But this time you said it's a very underrated record for them. <laughs> I feel like there's a difference there. <laughs> <laughs> There is. No, there is. Well, it's be yeah. Well, I think it's because the other two records are more popular than that one. Okay. I think people liked that, but I think it 
And I think it was commercially, well, you know what? Well, let's look at it. So, I mean, which do you think is their highest selling record? If you had to guess. Uh, I would have, I would say chocolate starfish because of how big it was when it came out. Okay. But didn't we just look up like their total record sales a while back and it was ungodly? Yeah. Joel did. I think it was 40 million or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Just ridiculous. So that record sold 6 6 million copies in the United States. And you're probably asking, well, how can a record be underrated if it sells 6 million copies? I think it's underrated for the rest of the songs on the album that were not singles. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that sold six million. I, I, I think it's their biggest one. So let's see what Significant Other did. So, nope. Significant Other sold seven million copies in the United States. And what was on that? Nookie fucking rearranged in together now with Method Man. Break stuff. Wait, uh, break, break stuff, stuff was on that. Damn. I yeah. I was thinking. Wow, I forget. You know what? I've erased that song from my memory because I I hate it. Really? I can't. I hate that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Um, significant others sold two million. God, they have sold some fucking records, man. Jesus. Results may vary. So two singles: "Eat You Alive" and "Behind Blue Eyes." Uh, what year was that? Does it give you a year? Two thousand three. Man. It did go platinum. That's crazy, dude. So I was thinking about something. So what do you think the 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 signature song, rock song, the signature rock song of the 2000s was? Jesus. Do you know what I'm asking? Like it's the that generation uh-huh. of kids of 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 people. What's their, you know, uh, like their stairway to heaven of the two thousands or for for like you know like if Nirvana we're talking like smells like Teen Spirit. What's the that's a, probably a better example, but smells like Teen Spirit of the two thousands. That's tough. Well, would you be pissed if I said it might be a Nickelback song? I wouldn't be because if you go if you base it off of Let's just call it popularity. Yeah. And by that, I mean sales. Right. Do you want to know some of the top selling songs of the 2000s? So I actually looked this up and it's, it's, you're going to go, oh, well, that was, so I looked this up and I was like, well, okay. So you could argue that perhaps Limp Bizkit has a couple of songs that'd be like, well, that's probably a song of the 2000s, right? Or Corn, you know? Pop Roach. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of, you know, Nickelback there. So what do you, when we're talking about best-selling songs of the 2000s. So wait, how, how long is this list? Is it in order? So here's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the top 100. No, I'm going to give you number one rock songs of the 2000s. Okay. And then how many weeks they were number one. Okay. Forget about sales. We're just talking about popularity here, right? Okay. Yep. So just to give you an idea. So if I told you, if I asked you, which song spent more weeks at number one, Higher by Creed or Kryptonite by Three Doors Down? Kryptonite. 
Nine weeks at number one. Damn. Guess what? Their song Loser, 21 weeks at number one. Damn. What, how, many, how many years was in between those two songs? That's the same record. What? No way. Yeah. That's the same record. Maybe I'm thinking of a different song. Loser's the really slow song. The Oh, okay. wait, hang on. Is there another band an older like a, like an earlier 90s band that did a, a song called Loser too? Yes, Beck. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know why. I I, I don't know how. I forget why. How? <laughs> how did you even <laughs> I don't okay, know. Okay, so That's why I was asking how many years were in between, but okay, yeah, never mind. I got gotcha. you. That was the year 2000. So gotcha. the, okay. the the song that spent the most weeks at number 1 in the year 2000 was Loser by Three Doors Down. Man. 2001. What do you think spent more time at number 1? How you remind me by Nickelback or it's been a while by Stained? How you remind me? Nope, it was. It's been a while, huh? It's been a while, and it's not even close. Really, it's been a while. Spent twenty weeks at number one. How you remind me? Only spent thirteen. Dang. Two thousand two. Forget about song of the two thousands. We might be talking about band of the two thousand. It's it's going to be disappointing. But okay, so what do you think spent more time at number one in two thousand two? Blurry by Puddle of Mud. Or when I'm gone by three doors down. See, when you ask me these questions, I'm thinking about like how big it was like in my circle. Like both those songs were really big in my. I'm gonna say when I'm gone. Yeah, and again, it's not close. When I'm gone, 17 weeks at number one. Blurry, 10 weeks. Because P- Puddle of Mud had some songs that were like that's that 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 big of status around me but it wasn't blurry blurry i like blurry a lot but that it wasn't it was newer puddle of mud that got is that that's is it the yeah i know what song that is um the next closest one would be by the way by red hot chili peppers spent seven weeks at number one puddle of the mud had three songs in 2002 that at least had one week as the number one rock song. She Hates Me One Week. Yep. Drift and Die Six Weeks and yep. Blurry Ten Weeks. Yep. Okay. 2003. We're just going to go through this quickly. What spent the most time at number one? Like a Stone by Audio Slave or So Far Away by Stained? I don't even know what song that is, by the way. What? So Far Away? I have no idea what that is. You would if you heard it. Now that we're here, So Far Away. I got the tune in my head. Is it about tattoos on your chest? Hang on. Never mind. I know what it is. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to go like a stone. Nope. So far away. 14 weeks at number one, like a stone, 12 weeks at number one, 2004, 2004. What spent more weeks? Number one, fall to pieces by velvet revolver. Great fucking song. That That was a good album. Great album. Um, or figured you out by Nickelback. I don't know what song that is. Anyway. I'm going to say Nickelback. Yeah. 13 weeks at number one. Fall to Pieces, 11 weeks at number one. Guess what was the next closest? What? Slither by Velvet Revolver. Oh, nice. 
Man, I, I got to break out that that album today. Velvet Revolver? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a great fucking... Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, 2005. Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day or Save Me by Shinedown. I don't know what that song is. What do you got? Another one that you would know if you heard it, but it's got to be Green Day. 14 weeks at number one. Nickelback Photograph only spent seven weeks at number one. Everybody's most hated song by them, or at least the one they used to make fun of them. 2006. uh, Wow. Pain. By Three Days Grace or Danny California by Red Hot Chili Peppers? Mm. Oh, that's tough. It's pain. Okay. Yeah. I was going to 13 go- weeks at number one, 12 weeks for Danny California. That album was huge, man. That Three Days Grace album, that 1X, yeah. X, Riot, and Animal Live Become. And yeah, it was a huge album. 2007, Fake It by Seether or What I've Done by Linkin Park? I would, I want it to be What I've Done, but I was assuming that it wasn't going Fake to it. be. Fake it, it's not even close. Yeah. 14 weeks compared to eight weeks. Although, are you, are you a Seether fan at all? Uh, no. No? Say so that album was no. pretty good too, though. She's getting high on Revlon. No, I don't like them. That's, um, a, little, that's a little older, but okay. <laughs> Revlon. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, 2008. Um, I'm just kidding. I do like them. That's fine. They're a good band. They are a good band. I just, just not for me. Uh, 2008. In, I don't even know what the fuck this is. I don't even know what these are. Inside the Fire by Disturbed or Second Chance by Shinedown. I have no idea what yes, either of the, you, I, you could, gun to my head, I could not. In, you might not, you, if you weren't a Disturbed fan, you might not know Inside the Fire, but Second Chance, you would absolutely know by Shinedown. That was a huge song off that record. It well, was, which one do you think spent more time at number one? I'm going to say Shinedown. No, Inside really, the fire. really. Yep. That blows my mind. 2009. God, we're getting we're getting weird here. Okay. Uh, New Divide by Linkin Park. Or Check My Brain by Alice in Chains. I'm going to say Check My Brain. They both spent eight weeks at number one. The reason hey, why look at the, that. The, Champagne by Cabo, one week at number one. Nice. Uh, the only reason why I picked Alice in Change was because of like a lot more people probably like from older generations knew like knew Alice in Chains too. So I figured that maybe you combine all of them compared to the fans of Lincoln Park. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, some of the, I I'm I'm reading through some of these songs, just the other ones that I, I fucking don't know. So anyway, we went through the whole 2000s there. So that when was, we're going off just popularity, at least at the beginning of the decade, Three Doors Drown, Three Doors Down was crushing everyone for sure. And if we're going by weeks number one, uh, the song of the 2000s is "Loser" by Three Doors Down. Wow, that's our generation's song. But there are songs that people know more than that song, Absolutely. right? Even though they, that's so it's, it's weird, but I just wanted to use that as an example, because again, that list is fucking, it's, 
You know what I reading through some of them, it's like wow. I would well, so when I said that I thought it could be a nickelback song, I was more thinking of like Rockstar. Can I tell you what mine would be if I had to pick one? Just the song that sort of solidified the the decade for me and that era of music and just if I had to pick one and I, and I won't go obscure, I won't go fight, you know, I'll just stay within sort of the mainstream and songs that bands that did well at the, that time, or at least at the beginning of the decade. And even through the middle of the decade, they did well. I would pick chop suey by system of a down. That, everyone knows that song. Every, everyone, everybody does, but not everybody likes system of a down. That's very true. That's a, I wouldn't call it obscure. I think I don't think you went obscure, but I think it, it's a kind of obscure because of, yeah, it speaks two thousands to me. That's that's all. I guess that's my point. You know, they were kind of it's like just, a, uh, in their message. They were kind of like a newer age rage, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So that so that kind of yeah, I, that could kind of make sense. I get it. Like for me and you, yeah, I could see that. But I I, I think there's too many maybe too many people out there who aren't really system of a down fans that would oppose that. I don't know. Well, those, those people need to get bent. <laughs> That's what I say to that. Because this is the music that I like and people need to understand what I like and agree. And I with know what I'm it. talking and, about. And agree okay. with it. And Patrick Blair knows what he's yeah. talking about always. Jesus Christ. <laughs> get, with um, get with the program. <laughs> I just want to do something really quickly here. Okay. Just quick top selling rock songs of the 90s uh 90s okay see how quickly i can get this uh all right list of billboard and mainstream number one songs of the 90s Okay, weeks at number one. Holy wow. First of all, a lot more songs on this list than the 2000s, just bands that had number one songs, but also not as long of a time. Uh, so Smells Like Teen Spirit came out in 94, right? Didn't it? Was it not a number one song? How's that possible? 92? Was Smells Like Team Spirit not a number one song? Apparently not. I mean, Nirvana had several other ones that were, though, right? I'm not seeing any. That's not possible. Because 1994 would have been the year. They don't have one on here. You know what's funny is in in the 2000s, they had a number one song with You Know You're Right. Remember when they released that song in 2003, maybe? They were on the list. I didn't mention it, but. Interstate Love Songs, Stone Temple Pilots, 15 weeks at number one. Lightning Crash is live, 10 weeks at number one. I'm just looking at the big numbers, like ones that spent a significant I know you're not amount of time. A, I know you're not a lyric guy, but have you ever listened to the lyrics of that song, that Lightning Crash song? Lightning Crash. Uh, it's kind of gross. It's, it's kind of gross. Yeah. Kind of gross. It's, it's um, Touch, Peel, and Stand. Do you know who that's by? Mm-mm. Days of the New. Oh, good old, uh, what's his name? Damn it. Getting high on Revlon. I don't I have no, no idea. It's the same uh, lead singer as uh, Tantric. Is it really? Yeah. 
What's his? No, it's not. Yes, it is too. Okay. Check it out right now. I know the breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. The same. Well, apparently Hugo, that song Hugo, spent 16 weeks at number one in 1997. Hugo, that's his name. He tried. He tried to hit on my wife once. Back. Go on. <laughs> backstage. So uh, when we interviewed the band Trapped, and we were back in the green room, Tantric. I already was, love this story. Uh, Tantric was on that bill, and at one point I had left or went outside to get food or something. When I came back in, Hugo was sitting on the chair right next to my wife, like nobody else. Like. I mean, there were people in the room, but he like you could clearly tell in his eyes that like I'm he's make trying to getting ready to try to make a move or do something. So he's just like sitting in the chair next to her. And like right before he went to reach his arm around the back of my wife's chair, I got her and we walked back out. <laughs> it's like this is getting weird, <laughs> but it didn't surprise me any. So it didn't it, like it didn't piss me off because I was just like, it's a chick in the back in the green room. And these are huge artists you know so i don't know named hugo anyway well that's my hugo story <laughs> i'm glad you got one <laughs> don't we all are you sure that's the same dude dude check it out right now before isn't we, the before singer we... of days of the new dead I don't, check it out right now google it what am i googling before we bail is this huh? before we bail on the episode is the singer of Tantric the same singer as Days of the New? Singer of Tantric the same as Days of New of the New. If wrong, if I'm wrong, I'm going to be mad. But I don't I think, think I'm you're wrong. wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. Guitarist Todd Whitener, drummer Matt Tall, and bassist Jess Vest were bona fide rock stars, barely out of their teens when they formed Days of the New with singer songwriter Travis Meeks. Hmm. So why did I think? Away. Why did I think, think? I think those dudes started. Tantric. Is that Hugo. what it is? I don't know, but oh, now I got to figure this Hugo out. Hugo and now Travis aren't the same person, bruh. Now I'm pissed. Told I got to figure this out. You do it after the show. Let's get out of here. I will. All right. And again, I say to all those that don't like System of the Down, System of a Down, get bent. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> and with that, we're out. <laughs>